Mad Beef is kept going and growing by generous support from Skater HQ. Bill and the team have been heavily involved in the inline skating community since 1991 and continue to support competitions, skaters, and now a podcast. You can visit Skater HQ at one of their Sydney shops or shop online at skaterhq.com.au. Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters. It really means a lot. If you want to become a patron of the podcast, find us on Patreon and pledge a monthly contribution. Even just $2 a month would be a huge encouragement. Welcome to Mad Beef, the Australian Rollerblading Podcast. I'm Mikey Lynch, and in this episode, we're going to talk about skating on pump tracks. Man, it's been two months since the last episode, and that sucks, but it hasn't been because I haven't been skating, and it hasn't been because I haven't been working on skating content, but, you know, as, as you'd be aware of, you've been listening to this podcast the last while, I've been working on a novel all about rollerblading, and so that's consumed a lot of my recreational, concentrating, kind of content-creating sort of energy. Um, and so when it comes to then thinking about, oh, I should do a podcast episode, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out of juice for that sort of stuff, and I want to kind of consume someone else's content or go and actually skate um, rather than record a podcast. So I'm sorry about that. Um, I do want to get out the rest of that convo that Manuel Belira's had with Nell Martin because there's lots of great stuff in there, and we've got a couple of the episodes up. If you haven't listened to them already, give them a listen. It's a really different take on rollerblading, in particular that 90s, early 2000s time. Um, and yeah, if you are curious about the progress of the novel itself, then, um, uh, yeah, there's a couple of excerpts, draft stuff already on the podcast. Um, one about a sketching accident, um, has been, was up, uploaded earlier this year and I'll, I'll add on some other stuff like that, you know, in the coming, um, uh, coming months as well. But yeah, sorry for the delays, um, as I say, you know, skating's been going on. Not not as much as I'd like because it's been rainy here. I, I got this time off, like some long service leave. Just a little bit. I took a bit of my long service leave in April, and then one of the weeks that wasn't there wasn't other stuff going on or family holiday stuff going on. It rained all week, which is a real downer because I was super keen to spend some good time skating during that week. Um, but what can you do? Uh, I did get a bit of skating in, and particularly in working at a lot of spin sort of stuff, um, you know, in the bowls and the ramps, trying to get the 360s and and working up to 540s um, and trying to get this, the, the 360 hand plant Miller flip thing happening smoothly. I just got to get the landing, pop out off my hand on the landing and land confidently fakie. Um, so that stuff's chugging along and I'm slowly building up more confidence of grinding um, especially in the vert, that's that's uh, as I've lamented, you know, a long-term project for me. So, so the skating's still going on, um, and uh, uh, I, my kids and I also got into I got my kids into rewatching the Mighty Ducks movies, and <laughs> they're so um, dated and bad in lots of ways, but they they're good bad. And the amount of rollerblading featured in the old stuff is incredible. It's like more and more as the the sequels, Mighty Ducks 2 and Ducks 3, um, which makes a real drag that the new Disney series that's on Disney+, Plus, which is good fun, um, doesn't really have rollerblading. And it's, that's just such a lost opportunity and such a disappointment that part of the Mighty Ducks DNA just got so stupidly lost in the reboot. 
you know, it's a real drag. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I wanted to talk about skating a pump track because I'd never done it before um, until uh, my family, it's part of the leave, we went up to Derby, which is a crazy story. It's like this remote part of Tasmania. Like um, my Vodafone reception just had nothing up there. You know, so that's the kind of remote, it's kind of weird. Maybe says more about Vodafone in Tasmania than it does about how remote it is. But it's like right up the northeast, not an area you'd normally go, to be honest. Um, old mining town, so kind of rugged, sort of high-ish altitude, a lot of dams, a lot of old kind of ruins of dams. There's some pretty cool stuff up there. There's even like some lakes that have been kind of mineralized, so they're kind of aqua blue. It's kind of cool. Um, uh, but then about five, six years ago, the council through local council grants and federal grants, they had this genius idea. I don't know who it was, um, but there must have been someone on that council who was really, really keen for this. This genius idea of turning that whole surrounding area into this like complex of um, mountain bike trails. And so this whole new breath of life has come into this uh, area of the northeast of Tasmania, a little town of Derby. It's like, it's weird. It's like this ghost town that's then been reinvigorated. And so there's still kind of houses that are kind of formed a bit and a bit creepy, but then there's like, you know, a hipster cafe, stacks of mountain bike shops, um, and these kind of deluxe, beautiful eco accommodation. So we stayed in one of them, some friends of ours had built one and, uh, and gave us mates rates right by the river, really cool sort of eco lodge thing. If you're ever going to Derby, if you are a keen mountain biker, um, uh, then Dales of Derby. It's like it's you know sleeps up to twenty four people. So it's got these like little pod cabin things and this huge big kitchen lounge barbecue deck area. It's beautiful, Dale's of Derby, um, and we didn't really go there to mountain bike. Actually, we went there just because this place was cool to stay at, an interesting place to go. Uh, my sixteen year old went for a bit of a mountain bike. We we did a bunch of things in the area. Um, even drove like an hour or so to the seaside town of St Helens to, um, uh, well, the port town of St Helens to go to this serpentarium and handle like massive pythons and stuff. That was pretty crazy. I'd never held a snake before. And we held like huge pythons, like big, kind of 10 foot long things. It was crazy. Um, but there was this pump track as a part of Derby Town, a part of all its mountain biking facilities. Um, and uh, it's up on my Insta. You can check it out there, Mikey G Lynch on Instagram, M-I-K-E-Y-G-L-Y-N-C-H. And I'll put it on the Mad Beef Facebook too. Um, like a central area with little bumps and then around that another loop and then a larger loop and then up to sort of like over the back end like some big kind of jump, um, you know, more sort of six foot high jumps with flat tops. Um, uh, you know, a couple of those on one back end and then some carvy sort of taco lip sort of areas. <laughs> really smooth concrete, spongy, nice grass all around it. It was sick. <laughs> I just saw it and I was so keen. Me and, me and my daughter both and my son had a go too. We were so keen to give a go at it. Um, and, yeah, it's really fun. Um, if you get a chance to skate a pump track, give it a go. I tell you what, go to Derby, stay at Dale, stay at Dale's Derby, have a bit of a mountain bike, but then also, oh, and go to the ruins of the Mount Paris Dam. That is cool. That is weird and cool and creepy and like some ancient Inca ruin. Check out the Mount Paris Dam. Um, uh, yeah, but we, um, 
uh, we, we would have spent about an hour there, you know, full on workout. Really, like it kind of squats the whole time. It's pretty good core work, um, and and I felt it in the legs the next day. Um, but you you really do pick up speed as as you work these bumps. Um, quite a lot of speed, you know. You got to really hold your balance to work it, and and you know you you can kind of pop off the top of these bumps as you're picking up speed, but. But you've got to be careful not to jump too far because unless you can fully clear an entire bump and land on the down of the next one, if you land on the up of the next bump, then you'll just grind to a halt like I did stupidly once and just fall forward and graze yourself up. So you don't want to do, don't want to do that. So after that stack, I gave up on trying to clear a whole bump, but I'm sure it could be done. Um, but you pick up heaps of speed, then the carving around some of these edges where there's some smooth carving lips. Um, and then these back jumps were really good fun. These kind of six foot jumps and I, you know, I got a decent three foot sort of air off those and um, couldn't quite get the confidence to, to get the 180s and 360s over those. Bit chicken, bit nervous. Um, I didn't pad myself up. Um, I was just cruising around without pads and, and so I, I wasn't as reckless as maybe. I reckon maybe we'd stay there a little longer. I'd gone back a few more times. I would have gotten keen for that. But it's super fun. Like the speed you get, that's that 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 sense of building up speed, working over the bumps, the sense of carving and building up pace, and then when you finally then pull off airs in the midst of all that, it's a really cool experience, um, and a really good workout, and just just addictively fun. Even if you're not doing much, you know how there are some versions of aggressive skating and ramp skating that even if then it's not complex, it's just so pleasant to do. <laughs> well, yeah, a bit like carving a bowl, um, a big bowl, like a vert bowl type thing with a kind of waterfall in and stuff. It's just fun. Like, it's just, it feels cool. Um, totally the case with this. Totally good fun. Um, my daughter got into it too and really had good fun with it as well. Um, but it did make me realise that there were some things I, I, some bread and butter stuff um, I really noticed lacking that in a whole different way in wanting to, to really make the most of this punk track, pump track. So I don't know, about a year ago I published an episode with some insights that local ninja Stevie shared about which way you look when you turn and which foot goes back when you turn 180 uh, and so forth. So that if you turn to the left, um, then... Um, uh, then you want your right foot back and you want to be looking over your right shoulder. And if you turn to the right, then you want your left foot back and you want to be looking over your left shoulder. Kind of, that, that was the kind of thing. I really noticed not being confident skating backwards, especially over these bumps, these fast bumps, um, looking over my left shoulder with my left foot back. I, I really struggled with that. I really felt not being totally confident with that. And so I was often swiveling back to get the other foot back, get the right foot back, and then... It is not as natural and it's not as easy to be looking over your left shoulder if your right foot's back. So then you've got to turn and, you know, it's just, especially when you're on a thinner strip that's curving and bumping, you can't afford that. So I noticed that that really reinforced the need to get good at skating, fakey, looking over each shoulder with the correct foot backwards when I'm looking over each shoulder um, and jumping 180 to land backwards, looking over the right shoulder with the right foot backwards. <laughs> All of that, I just went, oh, I'm just not sharp on that. Like, I think the 360s, if I just had a bit more time there and, and had was padded up and wasn't worried about stacks, I would have been alright with that, but just the landing backwards. Um, and then, yeah, like, uh, the real confidence 
to add skill in pumping backwards. Like I can pump backwards pumping a half pipe mini ramp fine, but something about pumping, you know, like over a street course or a pump track, I'm not able and confident and I don't have the rhythm right to be gaining speed. Or I notice it going fakie up the waterfall in a big bowl that um, I don't get speed pumping up that going fakie in the way I would just going back and forth on a half pipe. So it really exposed that weakness of fakie pumping, uh, fakie over both shoulders with different feet backwards. And yeah, they're kind of being confident to do the 180 over these big jumps with the flat tops. You know, I, I... yeah, I just all of that stuff. You know, just real confidence of that confidence of being able to um, land going down, or land on the top just at the lip going down. Fakie, do you know what I mean? So landing on those when there's a flat top of a fun box or or a ramp like this, a jump, jump track jump like this. Um, you don't want to be worried about what happens if I land right at the lip. You know, with one foot on the lip or one foot on the down and one foot on the flap. That that doesn't need to, that shouldn't be in my mind a problem. That should just be, like, just like it's not if I'm going forward. So, so I guess that's the extra thing. If you, you should try a pump track if you get a chance, it's great fun. You should suss out if there's one in your area and go and check it out for sure. But also in preparation for that, as well as for all the other skating we want to do, yeah, get your fakie landings, fakie pumping, fakie. Uh, looking over the shoulder, that leg positioning right, um, and fakie jumping uh, onto flat or onto down, um, all that confident. That was the stuff I felt like I would have loved to have been able to pump that track fast going backwards, is basically what I'm saying. Uh, and I, I did it slow backwards, I did it fast-ish, but not for a sustained period of time because I couldn't keep build up the speed pumping backwards. And that's lame. So <laughs> there's my experience of a pump track. Um, keen to hear yours. One final thing, it did remind me of playing that um, 80s game, California games. Did you ever play that? You know, like those hacky sack and half pipe and um, what else was there? Frisbee, roller skating, surfing. But by far the most sophisticated discipline in that little kind of 16-bit, 32-bit computer game was the BMX, which was the final one you did, and that was definitely the one they put the most effort into. And it was it was a dirt BMX track, a linear dirt BMX track. But, you know, the game, you can do sick jumps and spins, and there's this <laughs> funny subtitle, gnarly dude, way out, all this kind of stuff, when you do good tricks. Um, it, it reminded me of that. So it brought back the feeling of, um, of playing California games BMX <laughs> as a kid. Anyway, nice to get another episode recorded. I'll put this up straight away and, yeah, be in touch. And um, as I've been advertising the last little while, if you do want to back getting the, um, the Rollerblade novel done, um, 20 bucks US, which is about 27 Australian, a once-off donation, will get you the e-book when it's finished. Um, and 50 bucks US, which I think is 60 or 70 bucks Australian, will get you a print copy of the book. Um, but the reason it's it's a bit of money if you want to get something is there's no point doing a Patreon where you get stuff. But basically all the money you donate just goes to producing and posting the reward to the donor because that's just a shop, basically. I'm just, I'm just running an e-shop. 
Um, and, and that's um, that's not what it's about. It's about a pay a benefit for you while actually making a donation. So in a sense, the donation's got to cover the reward a bit, right? As well as um, whatever. So you can make a once-off donation, then cancel your subscription to the Patreon, um, and for twenty seven fifty, you get access to the, the finished copy of the novel um, before it gets officially published and available to the general public and whatever else. So if you want to help fund the time to get this thing actually done, then um, that'd be that'd be wicked if you could do that. Um, uh, I'll also stay tuned because in the next couple of weeks I'll be chatting with again with Peter Wynant from Adapt Brand about their latest uh, ran, you know releases of skates and their upgrades to their um, customize portal um, and uh, you know you know I'm a huge fan of Adapt and so it's always cool to check in and, and chat uh, skate geekery and perfectionism and whatever else. <laughs> Mad Beef Rollerblading Podcast is produced by Mikey Lynch. Theme music by Edifice Architect. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes and Stitcher and get in touch with us on our Facebook page. Mad Beef is supported by Skater HQ. You can find them online at skaterhq.com.au. We are also supported by our growing number of Patreon patrons. To support the podcast, find us on Patreon. Even just $2 a month, every little bit helps.